Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Sheila Zielinski Show. I have a real treat for you all. I have two favorite Alberta pastors, and they just happen to both be Polish, and they lived under communist regimes. A man that I'm sure by now everyone has seen his viral video casting the demons out of his church. And when I say demons, I mean demon-filled Gestapo Calgary police. It's been on Newsmax, Fox News, RT, The Blaze TV, TMZ, and it's gone viral around the world. In fact, there's more people that watched it than live in the country of Canada, which is 37.5 million people. This man is really sparked something in people when he commanded those Gestapos. These Calgary police entered in his building during the Passover. They entered in his church within Alberta, Health Services Authority, who is our equivalent to Fauci, and they actually intimidated him. There was about eight people that entered originally, and uh, boy, oh boy, it has gone around the world, and it is my privilege to have him on my program today because you know what? He was the only pastor that joined me when I had my stand and roar a protest of unrighteousness where we prayed for the nation and we prayed for Alberta at the Edmonton legislature. You remember, a lot of you made it out to that, and I want to thank everybody. We had a lot of police presence, and we had at least 2,000 people conservatively attend that event. And then I spoke with Arthur just this past Sunday in Calgary at his Jericho March where we encountered Antifa, BLM, Oh, with their signs that said inclusion, by the way, with them threatening to break our legs, kill us, throwing stuff at us during the most holiest day for Christians of the year, Passover, Resurrection Sunday, we had to fend off BLM and Antifa, and the cops did absolutely nothing. They stood around while they intimidated us and threw things at us and drowned us out with their satanic death metal, and it was really disgusting, because I'll tell you something, Calgary police wouldn't have let that go on at a mosque. But in any event, let's take a look at the footage from what's gone viral. Let's take a quick look. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Okay. Get out of this property. Okay. Immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property. I immediately. Don't I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property. Immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property. Immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out. Out. Out of this property, you Nazis. Out. Out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without the warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without the warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Wow, Pastor Art, tossing the Gestapo out of your church like a boss. Welcome to the program, my friend. 
Hey, Sheila, good to good to talk to you again. Yeah, I'm actually surprised and I'm humbled by what's going on. It looks like God has given me the biggest pulpit, if you will, on the <laughs> planet Earth. I mean, it's amazing, actually, to be able to communicate a very simple message to the people. It's time to stand up. It's time to fight. It's time to push. It's time to be the light in the world. Well said. Well, I shared your clip and which I always share your stuff on social media. James Woods follows me on Twitter and so does Dan Bongino. And I noticed both of them had picked it up and it just started going viral. Everyone started sharing it and then it just went crazy from there. And I was on my way driving down to your Jericho March event and I was so shocked that all of a sudden that thing was going viral everywhere. And pretty soon all these verified accounts picked it up. But what they don't know is this isn't your first rodeo. So walk people through the time you filmed it. They walk inside your church when that is actually punishable by a criminal charge. You cannot disrupt a church service, especially one of the most holy church times of year. Walk us through all that range of emotion that was going on for you and how it got up to that point, Art. Well, this is a story in the making for the past 13 months. As you know, Sheila, I have been harassed, intimidated for years but now they have the authorities, they have found their new powers. So they're using the COVID crisis to pretty much arrest, remove, intimidate and harass their political opponents or the people that they don't like. That's exactly what is happening. I grew up behind the Iron Curtain. I grew up under the boots of the Soviets and the tactics were identical. And of course, being a Polish man, my grandparents were telling me stories after stories about the Nazis invading Poland and murdering people. My grandma had to hide under the mattress where the officers were raping another girl on top. I mean, I've heard, I grew up with the stories like this. So when I saw the overreach of the government, when I saw that the officers that swore to uphold the law are actually being used like the brown shirts of Adolf Hitler, like KGB. First, I was shocked. I was saddened. And uh, I decided I have to stand up and fight as a man, not just as a pastor, but as a man, I have responsibility to defend my family, to defend my children, my wife and the people that are with me. And as a shepherd, as a pastor, as a clergyman, I have a commandment from God to stand up and fight and defend my flock that God has given it to me under my protection. So 13 months of harassment, 13 months of police showing up at my other church. As you know, I feed the homeless people four times a week. We feed thousands of people and the police started to show up with the health inspectors and the bylaw officers at my other location where we feed the people. I was the first clergyman in Canada to get a COVID ticket. I was harassed. I was intimidated. The people were pushed around physically. The police officers actually assaulted one of my parishioners. And I end up with a $1,200 ticket with a warning that more are coming and I can get up to a million dollars if I will not stop feeding the people, And which I didn't. We still feed the poor four times a week and we have a church in the building. A few months ago, they did show up at the parking lot of our church and they blocked the parking lot and they wanted to prevent parishioners from coming in. 
it took me a while to clear the street. Finally, I said, this is illegal what you're doing. You're going to have a riot here. Uh, so finally, they backed away and they wanted to enter the church. And I've told them many times, you're not welcome in this capacity. You're not welcome to take pictures of my parishioners and intimidate my elderly and women with children. I just forbid you. And uh, that happened. That actually happened a few times. And this was, of course, as you know, Easter celebration, Passover for us. I was um, ready in a church preparing myself for the greatest day in a year, one of the greatest days in a year. Uh, the choir people were preparing, the prayer warriors were, were preparing. And behold, I look to my left and I see people there in uniforms. I was absolutely taken by surprise. I didn't expect this. I was shocked. I was upset and I went to grab my telephone because those authorities, in the name of the law, uh, they have no problem breaking every law that they say they're upholding and they have been lying about me in the courts, manufacturing documents. They have absolutely no problem to lie on the stand. So my experience is you got to record. You have to record everything that is happening. I grabbed my phone and you can tell my hand was shaken. Uh, I was shaking. I was upset. I, I was stirred. I didn't know what to do except I was preparing myself for the sermon, let my people go from the story of Exodus and Aaron and, of course, Moses. So that's what I had on my heart. Just get out, get out, kind of like let my people go so they can worship God, of course. And first I said, please get out. And they would not move. They would not move. And they wanted to talk their way into the church and I would not have any of it. I was not interested in what they have to say. They've told me many times we had conversations before. This was not the time. This was not the place. And I said what I said, get out, get out. And because they were not moving, everything was intensifying. You know, that's, that's the problem. Ezra Levant from um, Rebel News, he counted 30 times, 30 times I had to tell them get out and they didn't want to go. So in the name of upholding the law, the restrictions, right? Because I think that's why they came uh, to uphold the bylaws, the restrictions. They have broken two criminal things, uh, which is five years jail time if I press charges, interfering with the clergyman while he's conducting his duty in a capacity of a clergyman and interfering with the church with a religious gathering and they've broken two of those accounts and uh, how dare they? I mean, what the audacity of those people coming. So I recorded what I recorded and they took off and I did my commentary on the video because I thought this is, this is crazy. And Sheila, you know me, so you can pick up. My voice was shaken. I was really stirred. I was upset. Anyway, I posted the video. I didn't really think more about it telling you the truth because of many interactions with authorities before. <laughs> yeah. And I went uh, to deliver my sermon. So we went worshiping. So I did the service live. Worshippers started to worship and there was prayer and we pray for kids. And of course, we, you know, I delivered the message. And I didn't think uh, much about this. I said, okay, probably few people will watch this video and I'm going to complain to the police what uh, what they have done, and, and that's it. And I was absolutely surprised because a few hours later, the video was being shared by tens of thousands of people all around the world. And by the end of the day, I saw millions of views. And of course, now 
I was told numerous time, times that this video has been the number one played video on the planet Earth. I mean, this is crazy, <laughs> uh, humbling. I would never imagine that me doing an exorcism, if you will, cleaning the temple like Jesus did uh, would go viral like this. So I'm just using this opportunity right now to tell people it's okay to stand up. It's okay to be a man. It's okay to clean the temple and say, get out. Who do you think you are? We have elected those people and now they are murdering us. They're destroying our businesses. They're shutting us down. And all of this in the name of safety, in the name of health. I mean, this is insanity. In the city of Calgary, in the province of Alberta, actually, in 2020, less people died than in 2019. And hospitalizations, and that's their own data, hospitalizations were smaller, less people were in a hospital in 2020 than in 2018 and 2019. So what is really going on? And of course, you know, and I know, because I grew up under this craziness in Poland, that this has nothing to do with healthy. It has everything to do with control. Absolutely. Well, what's so ironic about this, so here, it, you got to picture this, folks. So here, I'm driving down to Calgary, Alberta. I'm getting all these calls about lockdowns and people getting thrown in jail all over the place. I'm going to speak at Archer's event. We had a Jericho wall march. Of course, we did the one in October. There was a lot of pastors that bailed out on us because of their cowardice. I phoned Joseph Jasinski, my other favorite Polish pastor from Alberta. I called Joseph. I said, Joseph, we need to start doing some major spiritual warfare, which him and I did. And we did. We prayed. But I'm telling you something. If it wasn't for the prayers of the saints, I think this country would just go right off the rails. So praise the Lord that we were able to pray that night. But I don't even recognize my own country art. And it's heartbreaking to me. I've only been back in Canada for seven months and what I see is just, I'm heartbroken over it. I thought that Alberta was the most incredible conservative Christian province in all of Canada. And I can't believe there's not more people pushing back. Your own brother was arrested recently at a rally. Then we have Pastor James Coates that went to jail for 35 days in solitary confinement. What was his crime? Holding a church service. And Rebel News Sheila Gunn-Reed just posted a video where they absolutely came in. And the Alberta Health Service Gestapo, the RCMP, and they fenced off an entire church. I mean, folks, this is absolute Nazi Germany 2.0. This is truly frightening. Canada's gone mad, Art. This didn't start it yesterday. Uh, Canada walked away from God a long time ago. 30, 40 years abortion, murdering children up to nine months, homosexual perversion, transgender, indoctrination of children, removal of the Bible, removal of the prayer, removal of the Ten Commandments, uh, euthanasia, legalization of uh, narcotics. I mean, this nation has been shaking their fists towards heaven for a long time. And when you kick God out, when you kick God that gives you freedom, well, you will end up with a slavery. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So my message is you got to stand up, you got to rise, but you cannot do it on your own. You need God on your side. So the only way we can do this is on our knees, going to God and asking him to forgive the sins of this land, our sins. If my people who are called by my name, 
will humble themselves and turn away from their wicked ways. We have done terrible things in this country, and those are the consequences that we're seeing right now. So go to your knees, cry out to God. And you know, that's the message to the pastors and the clergymen. I'm thinking, where are you people? The Bible says that cowardly, fearful will not enter the kingdom of God. And we have a nation of cowards right now, a nation of cowardly politicians, sold out traitors, cowardly pastors and priests that should be charged with treason as well. Where the real shepherds of God are willing to stand up? You know, the pastors and the priests would say to me, oh, we don't want to receive a ticket. We have to obey the laws of the land. Well, listen, Adolf Hitler, everything he did, according to him, was legal. Stalin, everything he did, according to his party, was legal. Would you obey the laws of Stalinism and fascism? That's a question for all of them that are telling me, oh, Romans 13, you should obey the authorities. Yes, but if the authorities are fighting with the law of God, you have a choice and you have only one choice. Either you will serve the enemy, the wicked one, the devil, or you will stand by the law of God. If a pastor or a priest would be hiding the Jews in the basement and the Gestapo or SS would come in and ask, well, do you know any Jews? Do you know where they are? Uh, what would you do? Would you say, well, the law says I have to give them up because I cannot lie? Or you would lie. I would lie. I'm telling you, Sheila, I would lie and say, no, I don't know where the Jewish people are, where they're hiding. I have nothing to do with it. Uh, while at the same time, I would be trying to save as many as possible and hide as many as possible. Because what the Germans did was horrible. What the communists did, the Soviets, was horrible. What we are seeing in China is horrible. Saudi Arabia, the dictatorship that we're seeing all around. And now it's here in our nation. So go to your knees, cry out to God, say, God, forgive us for the sins of this nation. Give us the boldness to change. Give us the boldness to stand up and speak. You know, in 2008, I lost my charitable status because I dared to speak about abortion, homosexuality, and divorce. Revenue sent me a letter saying that, oh, because I say negatively about those topics, I am not eligible yeah. to have a charitable status. You know, they almost bankrupt me. I had to remortgage my house seven times to survive, seven times. My kids could not do stuff that other kids were doing because I could never afford it. But I don't regret that I stood my ground. I don't regret that I chose my God over the state. Yes, it hurt me. Yes, I paid the price. But, you know, it cost the father his son. It cost the son his own life, his own blood. Do you really think that it's not going to cost you anything? Jesus says, pick up your cross daily, daily. We are not even willing to take a stupid ticket for uh, doing what's right. No, I will not shut down the churches. I will keep feeding the poor. And just like I said many times now, if they will dare to shut down our church, if they will fence our church just like they're doing in Edmonton, I will move the whole church to the lawn of the mayor of the city of Calgary, and I will be conducting church services right in front of his windows. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And that's why I think this video has sparked such a, it's ignited a passion in people because people are so fed up, but they really don't know what to do. A lot of people tell me, well, Sheila, you can't fight City Hall. I got a newsflash. You're talking to two people that have done that. You're talking to two people who have had their charity status revoked 
revoked in Canada. Their churches shut down. Mine, years ago, I mean, I saw that all this coming 10 years ago. I've went through all of this. I've went through being thrown in jail for street preaching, being thrown in jail for speaking out against the green agenda, which I call the green gospel, wrote a book about it. I mean, I worked for Alberta Environment. I worked for government for 15 years in total, and I came out and whistle blew on the Agenda 2030, the Agenda 21 with my book, Green Gospel. I was sued for that book by David Suzuki, Andrew Weaver, Michael E. Mann. And don't think there's not a price to be paid for this, folks. We're out here fighting these demons on the front line. A lot of people know that my ministry as an evangelist is all about spiritual warfare. Why? Because no one else is really doing that or teaching the body of Christ how to fight in these last days with what we're up against. And that's why... I really think your video resonated with people, Art. You and I definitely, we swim in the same waters, my friend. And I'm just such a big fan of yours. And I love what you've been doing for all these years, actually being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, taking care of your parishioners, street preaching, feeding the homeless. But more importantly, you know what I love is your boldness. And that's what I've been really praying for the people of North America, for a renewed boldness. People are so scared to offend anybody. Let's not forget that Jesus' disciples spent a lot of time being persecuted, afflicted. And in this day of, you know, the prosperity pimps in the pulpit, listen, we're out here on the front lines and don't think that we're living the life of O'Reilly out here. My ministry has cost me everything. What does it say in Romans 8, 19? Creation waits in eager expectation for the revelation of the sons of God. Yeah, for the manifestation of the sons of God. You know, the Bible is, is very clear. God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. How can you do that if you are hiding behind a Zoom chat? I mean, <laughs> use the technology, right? That's okay. I love technology. We can reach a lot more people that we normally cannot reach because they're living in different countries, different cities. But Jesus did not command the apostles to keep writing the apostolic letters and say that's good enough. No, apostles were traveling. They were going from city to city. They were establishing churches and they were visiting each other just like Jesus did. Jesus didn't say, I love you. And he sat on his throne and didn't do anything. Jesus was a doer. He was not just a talker. Talk is cheap. You can hide behind the screen and you can say, I'm a mighty warrior. No, you're not. You're a keyboard warrior. You're a coward. You got to go out there. You know, there was a very humbling email I received today, Sheila. And really, today or yesterday, I got, I got thousands of messages now. And this guy, he says, I am a Navy SEAL, you know, a soldier from United States. He said, I would follow you to any hill. You know, like, wow, wow, those are the best soldiers on the planet Earth, and they get it. They understand the bravery. They understand that it's time to stand up and fight. And yet our own people, our own clergymen, you know who attacks me the most in the past few days? It's the pastors. The pastors. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And you know why? Because of butchering Romans 13, thinking that we have to submit to tyranny and all this martial law and global acquiescence to be nice little good little minions. Sit down, shut up, throw on your mask, and don't you dare question your government. Folks, this is not what Jesus taught at all. This is an abomination straight out of the pits of hell. It is as shocking, it's sad, it's pathetic. You look at the history of the Bible and 
people paid price. You got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they would not bow before the authorities of, of their day. And because of it, they were thrown into the furnace. And then you've got Daniel. He was told not to pray. He goes, he opens the windows for all to see, he prays. You got Esther. Esther, you know, goes against the law to see the king. And she says, if I perish, I perish. You got Mordecai that refused to bow before the Haman. You got such a huge cloud of witnesses that disobeyed the orders of the establishment because God and his commandments were dearer to them than their own lives. You've got apostles, chapter four, book of Acts, a book of action. You know, you be the judge. And, and this is my message to the clergymen right now and the so nice Christians that they think that being nice is actually being truthful. No, love without truth is a lie. You see, you got homosexuals saying, oh, we are just lovers. I had this uh, prostitute one time because I work on the streets. She yells at me. She says, why are you condemning me? Why are you saying that uh, prostitution is sin? Is not you God love? I'm just giving love to men. You know, everything is twisted. Love uh... without truth is a lie. Love without truth is a lie. You need to have a combination of love and truth. The truth sets you free, not love, not your wishful thinking, not being nice. Is the truth that sets you free. It's really sad that we have now nations of goats. They're not even sheep anymore. They're in opposition, you know, towards God. And my message to them is this, chapter four, book of Acts, book of action. You know, you be the judge whom I am to obey, my God, my Lord, the Bible, his word, or you, because you don't feel like what I'm saying is nice or loving or whatever. It doesn't matter. In the chapter five, book of Acts, they're moving in a stronger language and they say, we must obey God. We must obey God. Right now we have churches that are obeying men rather than God. And this is sad. This is shocking. I think that most of those people will not end up where they think they're going. They will be cast out. I will spew you out because you're lukewarm. You're entertainer juggling in front of the crowd instead of being a pastor, a shepherd of my people. And the truth is needed, a strong truth. When Jesus was casting out all those money churches and those wicked evil people, evil people, he called that place a den of thieves. You've turned this whole thing into a den of thieves. And he goes and he makes a whip for himself to to drive them out overturning tables do you think that jesus was nice seriously you think that he was nice and lovey-dovey he was furious it was this righteous anger that we have lost in our churches it, it's 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 sad it's crazy well and and what does jesus say in matthew 7 21 not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom but but who does enter the kingdom folks those that do the will of my father art is right what else does it say the great commission go out and tell nations preach the gospel cast out demons well what did art do at his church he said get out go that's how i talk to demons get out go in the name of jesus christ i thought you were doing a deliverance session or an exorcism art and then the the calgary police come out and then they issue a statement that one i mean why would they they bold-faced lied but what what a lot of the people that are listening i know you're from the united United States, but here's what people don't know is that it is against the law for them to interrupt a worship, especially the most holiest time of year, Easter, Passover. I know there's a lot of people that have asked me this. They want to donate to a legal fund. Are you planning to take a stand and sue these devils? 
Yes, I am. I already uh, talked to the lawyers. I'm uh, going to talk to our lawyer today. Uh, we're contemplating this. I guess I'm going to see how they're going to react this next service. If they will come and push this agenda, if they will even show up outside with their uniforms, then I'm going to sue all of them. That's it. That's it. If they will leave me be, and that's what I want, Sheila. I'm not looking for a fight with the government. I'm not looking for a fight with the right. police department or the health department. No, just leave me alone, people. Leave me. You know what? If you want to harass someone, go to Walmart. Go to Costco. There's <laughs> hundreds of people over there uh, that are, you know, shoulder to shoulder. You want to harass someone? Go to the mosque. I just got a video from someone that recorded a Calgary mosque that had about 1,000 people. So double standards, right? One law for me, one law for thee. Their parking lot was bigger and filled with hundreds of cars like in Ikea. I go to Ikea. My son needed a bed, so a new bed. I go over there with my family. And behold, on the door, before you enter Ikea, it says only 480 people allowed. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, but... it's, it's, it's insane. This is an attack against white people. You know, in my church, as you know, and when you came last Sunday to our Jericho march, You've seen that a majority of the people that came, even carrying the tiki torches, are colored people. Uh, people from Africa, people from India, people from Sri Lanka. I mean, all those people, they came, emigrated here for freedom. In my church, half of the people are colored people. They're Asians, Chinese, Koreans, Jamaicans, Africans. I mean, I don't care what yeah. you color. We have native people in our church, of course. Jesus didn't die for the color of your skin. He died for your soul. And it's just absolute insanity right now. They're attacking our heritage, the Judeo-Christian values. They're using the racist card. They're using the white supremacy. They're using Antifa and BLM to destroy what our forefathers have built. I came to this country because you guys, Canadians that were born here and your forefathers, created this amazing democracy. And that's why I came. I wanted to come to Canada because here you can work hard and you can achieve something and the government is not going to hunt you down. The government will allow you to worship your God. The government will allow you to work hard and achieve something. Now, it feels more like Poland under the Soviets. It feels more like Germany in beginning of 30s under Hitler. It's scary. It is really spooky what's going on. You got that right. And we've got to rise up, speak up, stand up, rise up, folks. We've got to fight back against these lockdowns in Canada. I don't know about the United States. Like, I don't know about every state, but almost everybody that is reporting back to me from every state in America, they say they're still wearing masks, even in Florida and Texas. You know, these mindless zombies are running around with their little face muzzle, their face diaper. We have got to push back, folks. They never intended to lock you down for two weeks. This is a spirit of torture. This is a spirit of Stockholm Syndrome. There is a lot of ruler spirits behind this, folks. This is a spiritual battle. And Art brought up such a salient point. It didn't happen overnight. This was a slow frog in the boiling water. And guess what, folks? The frog is dead. And so there's no more time, folks. The time is now. And I believe truly that the only thing holding this ship together is truly the prayers of the saints, the warfare, the spiritual warfare, the prayers. And I've said this before, and I sound like a broken record. It comes straight out of my book, Power Prayers. Prayer is when you're addressing God. Warfare 
as when you are dealing with the enemy. And too many Christians are leaving that part out. And we ought to be ringing off Jason Kenney's phone lines, the premier, about this atrocious act, as well as the Solicitor General, the Alberta Health Services. I'm going to post all those numbers below, actually. And we ought to be lighting those phones up like the 4th of July. And not just people from Alberta. We need people to call from all over the world and remind these fools they work for us, not the other way around. We tell the government what to do, not the other way around. And they need to be reminded of that from time to time. Very quickly, Art, in the last part of the show, how can people support you and anything else that you want to say, my dear brother? Yeah, uh, that would be great. Uh, people can help using e-transfer art at streetchurch.ca. You can uh, donate on our website, streetchurch.ca, or you can send us a check, 1740-25A Street Southwest, Calgary, Alberta, T3C1J9. Make it to Street Church. I'm very grateful. Thank you very much. It's a big fight, a big giants, but my God is bigger than all the giants out there. And in the end of the day, we know who wins. We know that we win with the one that wins. We know how the story ends. Be courageous, be strong, be brave, pray for boldness, and go out there and fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Well said. Get in your word, get on your armor, and get in the battle. Get in the game, folks. We're in enemy-occupied territory, and guess what? We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers and rulers and thrones and mights and dominions. And we need to be binding and loosing and doing spiritual warfare right now, folks. Jesus would not have given us power and authority if we didn't need to use it. We need to take up our rod of authority. And it is time to get in the game and get in the battle. Art, if you would do us the honor, sir, of praying. Thank you. You know, that's what I appreciate about you, Sheila. You understand that this is a fight a lot bigger than just flesh. This is not a fight uh, really with uh, the people in front of us. I mean, we got to stand up. We got to say what we have to say. Jesus did it. He called them whitewashed tombs and hypocrites and all that stuff. So you do your part here as well. But the fight is a lot bigger. It's with principalities and powers. And you get that. You understand that this is a lot bigger than just a man in front of you. So I appreciate that. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you that you have used me. And here I am, God, again. Use me as you please. Cover me with your blood. Cover Sheila with your blood. And I just pray for this country. I mean, we are being ruled by very evil people, wicked people, uncircumcised Philistines. And we deserve this as a nation. I, I get that. We have been working for a very long time uh, to deserve this. But I pray that you would show your mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there's still a remnant. And there are some people that are praying to you and they have humbled themselves. For their sake, Father, give us some breakthroughs in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Give us politicians that will stand up with us, that they will honor you. I pray for this municipal election that is coming in Calgary. We have 11 candidates from our church, 11 candidates of friends that want to run for the political office to clean the swamp. We have number of people that are running for the mayoral office, Kevin G. Johnston and Larry Heather. Father, give them strength. My brother David Poloski is running as a counselor in Ward 11. Give him strength and the wisdom. And I pray that you would raise many, 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 many more 
godly men and women that will run for the office so we can have a good representation. I pray for the province of Alberta. As the enemy is getting stronger and more powerful, I thank you, Father, that you're lifting us up. The gala was scary for Mordecai when Haman erected it. But we know that he himself, the villain, he hanged on his own devices. So I pray that you would turn the weapons of the enemy against their own heads, like the sword of Goliath, like the sword of Goliath you used against Goliath's head. I pray that the courts, the police system, the political arena, the media, the educational system will be used against their own heads in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer and thanks for coming on, Arthur. Folks, that was Arthur Pulowski from Street Church Ministries, Calgary, Alberta. All his information is linked below in the description. And good news, and here's where you can help, folks. Brother Shannon Davis from Omega Man Radio Ministries has partnered up with Sheila Zelinsky Ministries. We put together a website, and the first person that we want to help, and boy, oh boy, there's looking like a lot of people need our help, helpingthechurch.com. I want that to be a household name, helpingthechurch.com. That is where we have the official legal fundraiser for Arthur Pulowski. He's going to need some very good attorneys to fight back. Helpingthechurch.com. I think there's going to be a whole lot of Arthur Pulowskis in the future. And right now, we have his legal defense fund up there. We're going to help Arthur raise some money. An official legal fund for Arthur Pulowski is over there at helpingthechurch.com. And Arthur needs to pay a top attorney firm to fight multiple violations of his Charter of Rights and Freedoms by the Alberta Health Services, by Calgary Police, for sure the Calgary Police, for violating his rights. Let's help Pastor Arthur Pulowski raise his goal. Folks, over 300 tickets, close to a million dollars in total in fines, and that's not including what he needs for the lawyers. So folks, we need to light this thing up like the 4th of July. Don't think this doesn't affect you, folks. I'm asking every single person that's listening, step up to the plate and donate. And don't think God was is going to be okay if you just shrug your shoulders and go off. You know what? Sometimes God gives you those good jobs, those good salaries, so you can actually support the kingdom work and help out our brothers when they're in need, folks. You know, we got to take a stand. And don't think these lawyers are cheap. We got to fight back. We got to push back. Or soon we're not even going to have a country, folks. It's the prayers of the saints and the people of God, I believe, that are stopping this thing from going right off the rails. And we need your prayers and we need your support. And I want to thank everyone for tuning into the program today. Remember, helpingthechurch.com. Go there right away. Thank you and God bless.